This is Ministry Minutes with Mike Milton. Insights on the practice of pastoral ministry. Ephesians 2.10 For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Ask any pastor and they will tell you one of the most popular sermon titles goes something like this, How to Know God's Will for Your Life. Today I want to talk about just that, helping your people discover God's will for their lives. Now, to begin with, we know that there is God's decorative will according to his secret counsels, the secret things Moses said are known to God, but those things which he has revealed we are to do. And there is his revealed will. And this, of course, is found throughout the whole of the Bible. God created, there was a fall. It infected humanity and the cosmos, and God sent his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to live the life we could never live and die the death that should have been ours. And he has redeemed us through the blood of the cross. He rose again from the dead on the third day. He was seen by over 500 at one time. He ascended into heaven. He sent the Holy Spirit to empower the church for worldwide proclamation of this message. Redemption is underway and Jesus is coming again, ushering in a new heaven and a new earth. Paradise lost, paradise regained. God's decorative will is his secret counsel. Now, I have heard some people talk as if they could locate God's secret will, sort of like a radio beam coming from a control tower, and if I could just lock on to that beam, I could land this plane. And by that they mean I could know God's will for my life, who to marry, what job to take. 
And all of that sounds rather mystical and magical. And to be sure, it is forbidden. We cannot be guessing the sovereign future that God has foreordained from the foundation of the world. Rather, we can use wisdom applied from God's revealed will to determine God's best for us. Ephesians 2.10 says that he created us in good works. He created us for good works, to walk in them. He did this before the foundation of the world. So that's a key passage to help us to understand that each of us is an individual and unique creation of God. And we have been given gifts. Now the question comes, how do we recognize those? And while the Myers-Briggs and other such tests, the Myers-Briggs, for instance, uh, seeking to apply the theory of Carl Jung, uh, while not considered an evangelical Christian, he was the son of a Reformed minister, and... In the spectrum of psychologists would be closer uh, to biblical Christianity. However, the 16 personality types and the four categories are helpful. But there's something even better. Look at what God says in Ephesians 2.10. God has created us for good works, and we're to walk in those. So rather than personality types, it would be better to concentrate on personal uh, decisions or uh, tracing uh, motivations, tracing in our own lives a history of what we've done and what becomes a veritable pattern that can be discerned. When you discover this pattern then it is predictable that you will continue to follow this pattern throughout your life. Now, the patterns are obviously altered uh, when one comes to Christ. For instance, the gifts that you have in leadership uh, may have been used for ill. Now they're used for good. Uh, they were injected before with self-aggrandizement. Now they are infused with a desire to give glory to God. In fact, 
the patterns that we see in our lives that we can identify are those very gifts God has given us that we will default to in almost every circumstance. It's those gifts which are laid at the foot of the cross and given to God for his glory and for the good of others. So one thing pastors can do to help their people is to to guide them on a journey from infancy, from as far back as they can remember, all the way through the present, with certain diagnostic questions. These questions should be directed at what the person has done rather than things done unto them. So it's not a rehearsal of indignities they suffered at the hands of another. It might be the response that they had. But ask questions that seek to establish the active, positive, assertive motivations in their lives. And it's everything from, did you like to color? How did you show creativity as a little child? What was the favorite your favorite thing uh, that you did at recess, all the way to what were the accomplish, accomplishments that you enjoyed in middle school or junior high. Uh, as you move through the motivations or I should say, as you move through the patterns, you will discern the motivations. After doing that, you're able to get a veritable profile picture of the gifts that God has placed in this person. And then it's a matter of wisdom of applying that to everything from occupation to avocation and even to uh, a spouse and many decisions like that in between. Remember, God made us in a certain way. He gifted us in a unique way, and we will always default to that way, to those gifts. They're God's gifts within us, and they're given to us to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. I hope this has helped in some way. Think on these things. The Lord bless you. Erskine Theological Seminary is a biblical, reformed, and missional graduate school of theology. We mentor men and women 
to fulfill the Great Commission. Why don't you check us out at seminary.erskine.edu. For the D. James Kennedy Institute and Erskine Seminary, this is Mike Milton for Ministry Minutes. The Lord bless you and keep you now and forevermore.